It was late, well past the time when Jake should have been at home, sweltering in his own hot box of bricks and stale air. Instead, he stood nearly hip-deep in debris going back decades, judging by a newspaper ad announcing a weekend sale of five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disks at Kmart. Staring at the junk piled into the large space, Jake cocked his head at Dallas, who'd forged in deep, shoving his way into the mounds without a care in the world or caution about getting tetanus from any number of ancient decaying relics hidden in the trash. To just sold the building like this? Without cleaning it? He stepped carefully forward, having already landed on his ass when he'd put a foot down on a pile of National Geographic magazines, and they shot out like a pile of angry playing cards avenging their mad queen. That's insane. Well, to be fair, they gave me a really good deal on the place. Dallas's voice seemed to be coming from behind a stack of shelves, but it was hard to see him clearly. Something Jake wasn't all that certain he was upset about. The downside is that something up here stinks. So I'm guessing we've got a rat's nest, or maybe a wheel of Roquefort someone left up here back in the 90s. The man was... distracting. His almost shoulder-length black hair was a startling cobalt ebony frame for his strong face and pale blue eyes. It was hard not to watch his mouth when he spoke, because Jake could almost feel the brush of those lips on his neck or collarbone. Jake might have had about twenty pounds of muscle on the man, but Dallas's lankiness appealed to him, a wiry strength to narrow hips and flat stomach. Dallas Yates was everything Jake needed to deny himself. There was no question about the man's sexuality. As he removed a few of the wider grates from the front of the building, Jake overheard Dallas and Celeste joking about their differing tastes in men, coffee, and most important of all to hear them talk, the amount of hot sauce considered acceptable on a toasted plain bagel smeared with cream cheese. His guts were churning, and the sensible part of his brain said to let the panels go, let Dallas and whatever friend he dragged in to help him dig them out. There was time to go home and shower, then see his dad if he left right at that exact moment. But his feet refused to move, and his neck hurt a bit from craning to see around the piles of clutter for a hint of black hair and gentle smile. Shit, there's a... What are those purple ink copying machines they used to have a long time ago with the rollers? Dallas called out from behind a bookcase. There's one back here. I feel like I'm digging through some sick and twisted time capsule. What the hell is that word? A mimeograph. Jake waded farther into the mess, trying to reach the window on the far wall. You might want to consider renting a dumpster and a trash slide. If we can get to this window, we can use it to funnel a lot of the debris out. Probably not furniture, but maybe a lot of the small stuff. That is an excellent idea, and thanks for volunteering. You don't have to do this, you know, Dallas replied. I mean, I appreciate you coming up here to help me look, but I can hire people, especially considering my help decided to bail on me. I love her, but sometimes Celeste is a fucking princess. Had the nerve to tell me it smells worse than wet cat puke and cat piss up here. It was good he brought the woman man up. There'd been a pause in his brain when he first saw Celeste a glitch as his mind fought to reconcile her slightly masculine features with her lush body and come-fuck-me voice. 
He'd never been around someone like Celeste, and his thoughts were tangled. A web where Jake wasn't quite sure if he was the spider or the fly.